Welcome to Teach Reach Podcast, a podcast to explore human connection through shared stories. Stories are what we store in the vault of our heart. Through them, we are exposed to a variety of voices to understand the narratives that shape our communities. We are all stories, those we know, those we live through, those we fabricate, and those we wish to deconstruct. However, we are not always at the center of those stories. We teach, you reach. Fall is not only a beautiful season for its colorful leaves, breathtaking moons, crisp air, humming wind. And what is fall in North America without pumpkin spice latte? It's also a great season for sports fans like me. Basketball, baseball playoffs, American football, major European soccer leagues, and and during fall, it also starts to get dark, so you always want to get cozy. My youngest son is very much into watching sports now. He is sharpening his knowledge, trying to figure out the team rosters, their full name, where they play, when they play, who won, trying to figure out which conference they belong to, and of course, there's also the analysis on you know, why a play worked or did not work. And I am quite proud of seeing how he reads the game while he's watching it on TV. It's quite nice and cute to see. It's a lifelong dream of mine to have my kids understand sports. My kid even wants to have the same haircut as his favorite quarterback in football. Yeah, the the great Patrick Mahomes. Sports is always on at home, and pretty much in my mind, really. And the NBA season just started, and recently while watching Steph Curry going on one of his usual tear, a ridiculous 16-point quarter, the commentator said, he's on fire. To be on fire, an expression I've heard countless times, and today I wish to meditate a bit, on fire. Fire as an element, Fire as a motivator, fire as a generator, fire as a tool for survival, fire as a tool for transformation. And this is some sort of a contemplation. There is no way that this is going to be exhaustive. So I'll ask you as you dive with me in this exploration, if you find a question that pulls you, something that speaks to you, please write it down and tag us with the question on your socials to engage others in the conversation. Who knows, together we can potentially figure this out. For me, thus far, there is no way to fully capture fire. Hoping to capture fire is somewhat wishing to venture into a space knowing that (laughs) you'll get burnt. You can be on fire, but you don't want to be consumed by that fire. You want to ignite others. Watching Steph Curry being on fire, he sparks his teammates. He generates joy like a firecracker for the fans, all the while being like dynamite for the other team, destroying their schemes and defenses. How can we carefully play with fire, be on fire, without finding ourselves in some sort of hell? And if we are in hell, 
fire everywhere, how do we tread fire? As a physical element, fire is a remarkable force. It embodies both destruction and creation. It can bring warmth, illuminate darkness, cleanse forest, cook our food, and make way for new growth. In many ways, it represents the primal energy that fuels life itself. Just as we depend on fire for survival, we also depend on our inner fire, our passion and drive to fuel our personal journeys. But how often do we tend to this inner fire? What does your inner fire represent? Are you nurturing it or neglecting it? Fire can be this relentless motivator. When you light a fire under something, you are instigating action. Fire can represent a sense of urgency that drives us to make changes and overcome obstacles. It's a reminder that sometimes a little pressure can ignite extraordinary results. Do you have a fire under your feet moment? How can you channel that motivation into progress? During a retreat earlier this year, I experienced a powerful shedding moment after writing down on a wooden log some things that I wanted to unload, to shed. Just as fire turned wood into ashes, it is a tool for self-reinvention, allowing us to create space for new growth. By stepping in the fire, we face change head-on. The light generated by the fire can illuminate the path of our quest for learning. The mythical bird, the phoenix, symbolizes rebirth from its own ashes. Our mistakes and setbacks are like the ashes of the past. Can you harness the fire within to rise anew from those ashes? Is there something that you'd like to shed and bring to the fire? Are you ready to embrace the process of renewal? What aspects of your current self could benefit from the cleansing power of fire? I've come to understand a lot about myself through the dynamics of the many years of social, economical, and political unrest that I've lived through during my youth in Haiti. People who are unheard, marginalized, discarded by society, use fire to be heard and to be seen. The same kind of goes for our inner world. Thoughts, moments, energies, parts within us that are not tended to can generate fire within us. This is more of a destructive fire. In his book, The Fire Next Time, James Baldwin conveys a sense of urgency and impeding change. He suggests that if the United States doesn't address its deep-seated issues of racial injustice, a metaphorical fire is coming. The fire symbolizes the potential for racial tensions to erupt into widespread conflict and unrest. Baldwin's choice of the title, The Fire Next Time, serves as a warning and a call to action. It encapsulates the central themes and messages of the book, emphasizing the need for meaningful change to prevent the fire of racial conflict from breaking out. 
Baldwin is therefore asking us to confront and resolve deeply ingrained tensions that have persisted within us throughout our lives. In my mother tongue, Creole, we have several ways to answer the question, how are you? That question is, in Creole, sac passé. One of the ways to answer sac passé is naboulé, which literally means we are burning. And this burning denotes that we are doing well. And I find this fascinating that in the Haitian mind, to be well is to be burning. And yeah, people joke in a cynical way that the burning is the burning of things, the destruction of infrastructure, etc. But I don't see it as such at all. I register Naboulé, we are burning, as being well, having our inner fire well adjusted, not consuming us or others, but helping us feed others, keeping them warm, cooking and sharing a meal, remaining connected. Naboulé, we are burning. Just like Steph Curry on the court, we are dancing, carried by the fire inside, aware how to carefully tread fire. Fire, in all its symbolic glory, is a teacher, a motivator, and a source of life's essential lessons. Just as we tend to a fire to keep it burning, we must nurture our inner flame to eliminate our path. In the dance of flames and embers, we find the wisdom to light our way, even in the darkest of times. Next time someone asks you how you are doing, check on your inner fire. Thank you for listening to the Teach Reach podcast. This podcast is produced by Dr. Lemstein Productions, mixing and editing by Ian Lamb. If you are enjoying this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, or give us a review on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at teachreach underscore podcast and tag us on your social media post and share with your friends with the hashtag teachreachpodcast. For our regular listeners, we truly appreciate your support. Thank you. You can find more about our podcast at teachreach.podbean.com. Until next time, Kembe la palagi. Hang in there. Don't give up.